Hello and welcome back to Witchfix and today I'm going to catch you up on part two of my experience of playing Dish on a Red, the definitive edition for the Xbox One. So when I last left off in the episode I couldn't actually remember the names of most of the characters or locations because I'd only been playing for like a couple of hours and most of that was spent trying not to die horribly. So apologies, I now know some of the character names and locations so hopefully we'll get some more information in this episode. Uh, I've also now finished the game. Uh, I don't I think it's because mostly I'm used to playing like open world kind of sandboxy things um, that it just seemed like really fucking short because there's only nine missions in the game and two of those missions are not actually assassinations they're just Corvo doing stuff that is plot relevant um, so I played through the first I think three missions in one reasonable go and then the last six I basically did in one long session because um, at a certain point plot things happen and then it becomes quite exciting and you kind of want to know what happens next so I just played straight through to the end at that point. Um, so it's not what I would call like a long game but I think it does have like a lot of replay value because there's a lot of things where I was like ah, I probably should have come at doing that a different way or um, done this side objective which I didn't get around to doing or tried to do it in a less lethal way or a more lethal way and there's lots of different ways to play it so I think in that sense it is it does have quite a lot of replay value also the story is really good and I really enjoyed that uh, there are going to be spoilers in this episode because I'm going to be talking about that story because now it's actually happened and I know what was going on so where I left off last time, Corvo, who is me, had just escaped from prison, joined up with the loyalists at the Hound Pits pub, and I'd gone out um, and done one assassination, and it told me that I'd killed 27 people, and that was bad. So I then redid that level and killed, I think, like two people, one of whom was the person that I was meant to kill. Um, oh, I think it was... No, I killed four people because I killed three people for Granny Rags, who is a character you meet, who is a little bit of a kind of crazy homeless lady, uh, who's voiced by Susan Sarandon. Uh, so I killed three guys for her and I was doing a second mission for her where you're meant to get some rat viscera and use it to contaminate a still, which is owned by the Bottle Street gang who are harassing her and she wants them all killed. Uh, and then I sort of after I'd obtained the rat viscera, thought, mm, actually, this is probably going to kill a bunch of people and I don't want to have a playthrough while I kill a bunch of people. So I went and did the assassination that I was there to do and I ended that level only having killed like four people, which gave me low chaos and I was quite happy with myself. So then I went and did the next uh, mission to get into the Golden Cat brothel to rescue Emily, who's the Empress's daughter, and to also kill um, a pair of twins, the Pendleton twins. And for that one, I actually tried to just not kill anybody. And I succeeded. Yes. Got through a whole mission, didn't kill anyone. Um, I went through the non-lethal disposal quest instead of the actual assassination. So you get rid of the twins by, in this case, having their tongues cut out having their head shaved and having them deposited in one of their like super cruel and illegal mines to work out the rest of their days and you do that by doing some side quests for a character called Slackjaw who is leader of the Bottle Street gang. So that didn't feel particularly fantastic about it because I feel like that was somehow meaner than just killing them but it was definitely easier so 
washed my hands of that. I rescued Emily and went on and did the next mission after that. Then it gets to the point where you have to go back to the Empress's Tower to kill the guy who was assumed power, the High Overseer, uh, since her death. And he's the one who orchestrated her death. So obviously we're pretty mad about that. And that was, I think, the first level that I had real issues with trying to get through it without killing anybody. I did have, I think, my highest body count on that level of like nine people because there were just a lot of guards and I kept getting discovered. And in the end, you're just like, oh, and you have to keep reloading your save. And it takes like an actual minute to reload your save. So in the end, I had a podcast on my phone and I would just push play when it got back to the loading screen because it was just annoying me so much that I had to continually reload. But I got through it and partly those deaths were caused by me uh, rewiring a watchtower to attack people and I hadn't really thought that one through. So it did blow up quite a lot of people up. Um, in doing those missions I acquired some powers. I kind of steered clear of any of the offensive powers like the ones that summon swarms of rats, uh, the ones that give you like wind blast and uh, the ones that turn people into ash when you kill them because I felt like I wasn't really trying to kill people so it was kind of pointless me having those. I invested quite heavily in my blink power which gave it a lot of range which was really helpful. Uh, also dark vision so I could see people coming and possession which was so useful because um, in several of the missions I possessed a fish and I swam in through the drains which was very weird um, and kind of disorientating because swimming but was quite cool I, I was enjoying myself and then you kill the high overseer and you go back to the Hamlet's pub and everyone's there and they've got pints and Emily's drawing a little picture and she's really happy because she's going home and she's going to be the empress and they gave me a drink and they were like well done Corvo and I was holding my drink sitting in my little chair at home going I trust all of you horrible face bastards about as far as I can throw you because let me tell you something I've played a game before and I've seen a movie and I know how these plot lines go. So imagine my completely non-surprise when I walked upstairs to my bed, which was the next mission to do was go to bed and everything started to go a bit blurry. And then I fell down and then I woke up and I was surrounded by people going, ah, we have successfully poisoned Corvo. Uh, and Samuel, who's the nice man who'd been taxiing me around to all the different missions in his little riverboat was like, yes, I have brought you the poison. Corvo's poison, the poison for Corvo. And then they all left, even though, like, my eyes were open. I was kind of swiveling my head to, like, look at all of them. And then Samuel was like, I like you, Corvo, so I only gave you half the poison. Best buds. And then he left. And then, basically, they dump your body in the river and you are recovered by a man called Dowd and his assassins. And Dowd is the guy who killed the Empress. So he's not our, our bestest best friend. Um, he also locks you in a little room, even knowing that you have outsider powers like what he has. He locks you in like a tiny room with one little hole to get out and a bunch of rats. Not like a lethal number of rats, but a convenient number. So you can just possess one and go whoop, out the hole and into the world. Um, this is where the game started to get really difficult because they'd taken away all my gear so I only had what potions I could find in the environment and they give you back a sword but they don't give you back your sleep darts and I needed sleep darts because that's what I was pretty much relying on for non-lethal taking people out of my way so um I did the side quest there's two quest options you just you can go and recover your gear or you can go straight to Dowd's headquarters and I went to recover my gear which is super difficult to do 
mainly because there's a lot of weepers which are the infected which aren't as scary as i thought they would be basically they've just got the rat plague they occasionally cough up a load of black sludge uh, and they kind of jump at you like zombies and they're full of bugs like their immune system is so broken down that bugs just live in them so bugs jump out and they come after you um which is unpleasant but i managed to mainly blink away from those people and that was fine and there are also these weird like pod things that look like kakuna from pokemon and they kind of hiss and flap and they open and spray acid at you and there's really no way to kill those um without like a gun uh so i just try to avoid those as well and then i went and got my kit back got all the way back to dowd's headquarters and this is when i really did actually have to start killing people because i had no sleep darts even though i got my gear back i hadn't had any sleep darts on me when i went to sleep and when everything happened and in retrospect i probably should have purchased some before walking into the party where i was going to get murdered but you know 2020 so i went through and i tried to sneak around quite a few assassins but i did end up having to kill about nine people which is still low chaos so that's fine but i felt bad every time it happened i was like oh I've failed myself and I've failed the game. Then you get to the end, you you sort of find Dowd hidden away uh, with his like ill-gotten empress murdering games. And then you have an option to kill him or to steal the pouch on his belt and then leave, which gives him the impression that you can get to him anywhere. And somehow that's more scary than just like slitting him up like a Thanksgiving turkey. So I did that and I stole his key and then you went to use that to get into a secret tunnel and escape i could not find the entrance to this tunnel i went around like i don't know how many times like 12 different times leaving the room and going different ways and continually getting murdered or having to kill an exceptionally high number of people and then having to reload the game and then i eventually found that i'd actually discovered the entrance to the tunnel previously but hadn't recognized that I was in it which annoyed me in the extreme so the mission from that point on is to get back to the hound pits pub there are side missions in that you have to find a, a special key to get into the main sewer line and to do that you have to resolve a conflict between granny rags who is like an evil witch and Slackjaw, who is a crime boss and you've done missions for both of them and i was picking up some runes i was just kind of getting on with the game but the section of going through the sewers and getting all the way back to the Hampets pub takes a ridiculously long time. It's it's definitely the longest mission because you go to like quite a few different locations. Because that whole time there was nowhere I found that I could either purchase sleep darts or find them in the environment, I ended up again having to kill a few guys and I was really worried about my overall chaos because like the level just was not ending. It was really long. Uh, and it felt like I couldn't really stop until I reached the end of it, if that makes sense. Like, you do clear objectives like getting the sewer key, getting to certain locations. But it felt like I was in one continuous mission. And because the missions up until that point had been ones that I could complete in a single sitting, it felt like weirdly paced that there was this massive long section. Having said that, the plot was obviously quite good because even though I'd only met Emily like a handful of times like every time she'd like hugged me and she was really happy to see me and she was like doing me little drawings and she came and visited me in my room she may be the least annoying kid in video game history because I genuinely felt for her and I was really worried that she was going to be dead and that I wouldn't be able to save her <sighs> my emotional motivation was very clear 
you finally get back to the Houndpits pub and it's still got the same guys in it but they've killed off quite a lot of like the friendly NPC characters and the people who betrayed you were just there having a, a piss up basically and they're planning on taking Emily to be coronated the next day and this is where you majorly encounter tall boys that I'd kind of seen from a distance but these ones were there were a lot more of them and they were a lot scarier and when I say it's men on stilts with big guns that probably doesn't sound terrifying but it is because they can see you when you think you can't be seen uh, but essentially you do that you rescue uh, there's optional objectives like rescue friendly NPCs that have been imprisoned at the pub which is super helpful because uh, if you rescue the inventor guy he's got a machine that basically knocks everyone on the property unconscious except you and your friends which is fantastic because i didn't have any sleep darts i was starting to feel a bit like an addict at this point i was just like i need my sleep darts and then you have basically the final mission is to go from the Houndpits pub to the lighthouse which is where Havelock who's like the ringleader of all the nasty people has taken Emily and is holed up uh, essentially waiting for I guess you to make an attempt on his life. After the kind of challenge of getting from the scene of my betrayal to back to the pub which took like an hour and a half for me to do that mission it was quite long um, and all the things that I'd seen and been through like pits full of like wrapped up corpses and all these rats and video game water which just unnerves me in the extreme the lighthouse mission was actually phenomenally easy because I had my sleep darts which was great and I managed to get to the top with very little issues I think I only had to reload like twice um mainly because I had really good blink range and aforementioned sleep darts and I had by this point a lot of practice in just knocking people unconscious from behind with a bit of a chokehold and then obviously you rescue Emily and everything's fine and you get like an ending cutscene where you sort of hear from the outsider about what happened immediately after that last mission and I got the good ending super happy about that and you finally get to see Corvo without his face mask on and you know without it being first person and you know He's kind of a looker, so I'm pleased that I have a nice face. Overall, I'd say the game, pretty satisfying experience. I'm very happy with it. Well, the missions felt quite balanced, except for that, like, unreasonably long one. But I feel like there was a reason that they did that. And there's a lot of emotional tension in fighting your way back to Emily. The plot, pretty good. Really enjoyed it. It's simple. And the plot twist is one that is pretty easy to see coming because everyone just looks so unpleasant and evil at the base. They definitely look like people who are going to betray you I mean it couldn't have been telegraphed any more clearly if one of them had been voiced by Keith David I liked all the powers that I got to use I liked how much they featured and how much you have to rely on using them because I'd heard from other people who played it that you, you know they didn't really use the powers and they didn't really like them that much and they just took it as like a straight up stealth game I now believe that those people were lying because I don't think that you can play the game without utilizing those powers so I call bullshit and it was just generally just a, a fun game to play and a really nice tight story and I really got a sense of character even though I was playing in first person as a sort of voiceless rectangle sliding around the environment. I got a sense of the character and apparently I didn't find this out until after I'd finished it because my brother told me depending on how you're playing through the game uh, Emily will draw you a picture uh, and 
if you're like nasty Corvo who's killing a bunch of people, she does a picture of, of your skull mask looking all scary. But if you are a nice Corvo who's not killing people, which is what I was doing, she does you a picture of like your human face uh, with little rosy red cheeks. And on top of it, it says daddy in like kid crayony letters. And I didn't actually see the picture because I wasn't paying enough attention, I guess, to my environment. Um, but I looked it up afterwards. And in the end of the game cutscene part, the outsider says that um, when you're buried, uh, Emily is very sad, you know, because you've obviously reached the end of your natural life. And it says um, that you were more to her than a bodyguard. And I'd already kind of, even without seeing the picture and even without that bit at the end, I'd kind of twigged that Corvo was Emily's dad because there is no emperor. Also, I've seen the movie The Bodyguard, so... I was kind of expecting that. So that's interesting. And I kind of am interested to play the second game now. I don't know how much that will draw on the save that I have for Dishonored, if at all. Or if that changes the plot in some way, I'll have to look that up. But yeah, that was kind of nice to find out. I'm now going to play the Knife of Dunwall and the Brigmore Witches DLC, which I have. Um, which apparently focuses on Dowd, the Empress's actual assassin, as a character and... I guess his kind of redemption arc so I don't know if canonically it's been decided that Corvo didn't kill him because it seems like these take place after the Empress's assassination or maybe they take place between that and the point at which Corvo would stab him in the neck not sure now that I've completed the the main game um I'm not really certain that there are any like trigger warnings to like include you do go to a brothel but you don't really see anything weird there. Um, the only thing I can think of is um, in one of the missions, I think it Lady Boyle's last party, um, one of the, like, the non-lethal removal option for her is that there's a guy at her party who knows that you're there to kill her and says, if you knock her out and bring her down, to the basement i will take her away and she'll live with me forever and that seems a little bit rapey and odd so give a warning for that and also there's a, a, quite a, a lot of gore that you do see mainly it's rat related because you'll see them like eating people and there's like splatters of blood from that and also uh, when you're in the escape through the sewers portion uh, you do see trains dropping like wrapped up bodies in like sheets into the river which is kind of disturbing um but you don't see anything like close up gore in that sense it's definitely a game that i recommend particularly if you're someone who like me doesn't really like playing games in first person i think because of the the sneaky nature of it if you're not wild on first person direct combat you can definitely avoid a huge amount of that and that makes it slightly easier to get you into first person perspective because in games like oblivion and skyrim there's quite a lot of like direct combat and i find that like quite difficult to do in first person but with just sneaking around i it, i definitely think it works um plot wise it's quite a predictable game, but that doesn't make the plot any less kind of dramatic or enjoyable when you're playing it. I did get very immersed and very sucked in, so good job, writers. Also, it was a game with like a magical protagonist. There is a lot of magic stuff, probably more than I was actually expecting when I started, to be honest. What with the outsider and the sort of other world that he's in, like the void. 
finding all the runes, getting all your different powers. And then you do see other magical things like Granny Rags has her magical powers. And even the overseers have these like magic music boxes that they wind up and it stops your magic powers working when you're near them, which is annoying, but still pretty cool. It still does annoy me slightly that there is an expectation that like to get the good ending. And I've looked up on YouTube and watched the bad ending and the really bad ending to get like the only ending that I felt would have any kind of resolution to the character and like would paint your character in a good light. You do have to go through it killing, I guess, like less than 10 people per level. I definitely think that that is doable. Um, killing no one would be very difficult I only managed that on like one mission and I nearly managed it on another one but I think someone died in an explosion that I caused by accident so that's on me so I, th I think that is it is quite forgiving in terms of like oh yeah well you can you can kill a few people but not a huge amount and you don't have to do all like the non-lethal options for all of the assassinations if you don't want to um Although some of them, like the one for the Pendleton brothers, was actually easier because you didn't have to like infiltrate the two different rooms where they were. You just had to get some information, take it back to Slackjaw, and then he just took care of everything for you, which definitely easier. So I think although it is annoying not to be able to kill people, the game is quite forgiving if you do have to. And if you want to go through it just, you know, stabbing literally everyone in the neck, then you'll get the bad ending. But if you're if you don't really care about that, then, you know, go away and have fun with it, because at the end of the day, it's just a cutscene and you can skip that. So it doesn't really change the actual story. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Remember to keep an eye out for an update on how I'm doing with the DLC and Dishonored 2 when that finally arrives in the post. And in the meantime, you can follow on Twitter at Witchfix. You can get in touch via Gmail, which is witchfixpodcast at gmail.com. You can donate to the pa uh, my Patreon, which is in the description box for this episode. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.